Welcome to the House of Style podcast, a conversation series where we talk to prominent Australian interiors figures about their design journey, what inspires them and where they're headed. This is a deep dive into their past, present and futures, discussing what it takes to become an iconic figure in today's interiors landscape. With our background as style editors, we've crossed paths with some incredible furniture and homewares brands, designers, artists and makers. This is our way to share their inspiring stories with you, the listener. I'm interior stylist Kerri-Ann Jones. And I'm interior designer Jono Fleming. And welcome to the House of Style. Hi, Kerri-Ann. Hey, Jono. So when we're talking about country interiors, what normally springs to mind? Oh, well, white panelling, some rustic finishes, a nice neutral palette. Mm, well, our guest today is changing the way we look at that typical country aesthetic. Yeah, it's Pip from the store Jumbled, which is located at Orange, and she's just brought colour and life into the interior scene in rural Australia through her extremely savvy use of Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's a huge player in our convo today. Um, it's kind of how I connected with Pip. So it was all through Instagram, and since I met her... We sort of kept in touch, and I even got to travel to Morocco with her last year. It oh, was... I know. Those pics are insane. They're so beautiful. It's I was crazy. so jealous. <laughs> um, she's such an interesting businesswoman, and in a time where people say retail is dying, she's absolutely thriving. She sure is. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Pip, and we hope it also inspires you to go for a drive in the country. We are here with Pip Brett from Jumbled in Orange. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Very exciting. Take us back to the beginning. Did you grow up in the country in Orange? Yeah. Yeah. Grew up in Orange, Orange born and bred. We grew up on a farm just outside of um, Orange in a place called Blaney. And Dad was a farmer and Mum was a teacher. And um, when I was in year two, Dad got quite sick and we moved into Orange right into the middle of town. And um, Dad had set Mum up with a clothing store. He bought her this beautiful old cottage and she started her own clothing brand called Kesbret Designs. Yes. (laughs) And it was high 80s, so shoulder pads, drop waist, taffeta, um, applique, all the really classy stuff. (laughs) And But dad had passed away and then mum had the clothing store for 24 years and she's just retired. Wow. But now we sell her art in the shop at Jumbled. Yes, so grew up in Orange and then but I went to boarding school for high school in Sydney. What happened after you left school? Did you stay in Sydney or did you go back to Orange? Stayed in Sydney. When I left school, I always wanted to do something creative, like I loved art and textiles and um, I just didn't know what it would be. But I actually got quite a good mark, surprisingly, to everyone, (laughs) I think. And um, I was able to study a Bachelor of Design in Fashion and Textiles at UTS. And um, that was four years. It was quite hard. Um, But, yeah, it was amazing And, and loved being in Sydney. So... But when I was in Sydney, I just did, I worked in retail as well and bars like everyone probably, but then tried to do as much work experience as I possibly could. Um, When I was in year 10, I did my work experience with Lisa Green, who then, so I sort of, I think she was at Taste Magazine there. And from that, I was just, oh, God, it was just an, the most amazing week. I was so excited. Oh, I probably awesome. didn't eat for the week. And I thought that was amazing And because Lisa was 
Um, her parents were from Orange as well. And then from that I worked with her just in my spare time at the Woman's Weekly and she got me some work doing trend forecasting. Wow. Um, and that was amazing as well. So she'd just ring me up to do various bits and pieces. But, yeah, when I um, finished uni though, my, my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, we went away to Fiji for a week and I think the first day was sitting like having cocktails on a banana lounge and I was like, oh, my God. It's just come to me. I have to open a shop. I mean, I open mm. a clothing store. And he was like, okay, how are you going to do it? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll work for someone I really, really like. And I ended up working for Belinda Seeper at the Belinda stores. And they were really big then. And that was amazing, just learning from her. Yeah. But I'd already learned a lot from mum, seeing her yeah. operate. She's like such a good salesperson and super passionate. But Every person that you work with a lot, you, you guys would be the same. You yeah. pick up the good and the bad from like various yes. people. Absolutely. Hopefully you try and yeah. avoid the bad. But um, yeah. Fashion has like just always been a part of your family. And so it was sort of a natural progression for you to open a store because that's what your mum had done. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then so I sort of had to work out where it would be mm. and things like that. And I was thinking of doing it in Sydney, but then in Orange, it was just such a – you know, I think people are mistaken that people in the country don't want beautiful things. Yes, or, I don't yeah. know. It was it yeah. was really tricky trying to get brands to come on board at really? the start. Yeah, so what tricky. year is this? Two thousand. So I was twenty one wow. when I opened the shop, <laughs> that which is, is like so mad, so brave to do that. No, but at I 21. didn't think it was brave at the like. May have been ignorance, it just, it just but I didn't think it wouldn't that. fail. Like it never crossed my mind that it would fail. Probably crossed other people's minds. Like <laughs> it definitely would have crossed mum's mind. But she was just like, start really small. You don't need the glossy bags to start off with. Like and just the importance of stock levels and um, things like that. But, yeah, 21 and, um, yeah, so imagine rocking up to showings trying to buy stuff and, they were a bit, little bit like, but some yeah, of the yeah. brands that came on right from the start, I still have now, like Sass and Bide. Wow. And there was a girl working for Sass and Bide at the time who was from Forbes, another regional town. She was like, it will go so well. And she convinced the girls to let me have it. And mm. it's amazing. And I've had those from, you know, Victorian Woods and Tiger Lily from the very beginning and almost there, like the start of Vic and Woods and the start of other brands. So it's sort of been, yeah. All around it's that same really time. It's been really cool to see how they've progressed and changed and. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Did you ever want to design your own stuff at the start with fashion? I did probably like midway through my degree. I found it really hard. The degree always felt like. It was, I just had some, you know, when you're trying to get all that work experience, I just felt like I was always struggling to get things done. But then I just had a lot of success in the second and third year where I mm. thought, and then the final year I got into a thing called the Longcom Colour Design Awards and they were sort of, they did them around the world, but they sort of selected some finalists at, um, it was like a UTS based thing. And that was really amazing. And that's when I thought, yeah, I want to be a designer, but as soon as I had that first cocktail in Fiji, I knew, <laughs> no, it's totally not what I want to do. But I'd like to do fashion design now, though. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a way, I don't know. But they're so similar. All design things are the same. It's like 
what goes well together. And it's funny because yeah. I my sister did fashion, yeah. and then I ended up going to the same uni as her. I was so close to going. Do I want to study fashion? And yeah, wow. the reason I didn't was because I didn't want to sew. I was like, I don't know how to sew and I don't want to sew. Oh, I'm the worst sewer. I spent more time unpicking than probably anyone else in the whole four years. But it was amazing the the people that you meet and um, just the skills you learn. And to owe to be back at uni now and just be screen printing and, yeah, yeah you know, like it would be amazing. Oh. Photography classes, I wish I paid more attention there, you know. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I think in high school I'm like, I wish I did D&T. I wish I great subject. I wish I knew. I loved it. I oh, did jewelry too. design in D and T, and it was yeah. One the of my amount of like woodworking subjects. I want to yeah. know how to do now. I'm like, oh, mm. that'd be so much fun if I had had that skill. I Said I did drama. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> Using it now, sort of. Anyway, projecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who were your people that you looked up to when you were studying? When I was studying, I look as a kid. Ken Doan was like, wow. if I met him now, I'd totally fangirl all over him. <laughs> I really, I've always loved him. Yeah. Um, you opened your store. Yes. And so how long was it until you, like, that was Igloo, your fashion store? Yes, yeah. So how did Jumbled come about? Yes. So I um, I had Igloo. The first three years were really, really hard, like any new business, but um, it was before social media as well. And I didn't even get people's email addresses. Um, I got postal addresses when I was getting people to join my VIP list. That's how long ago it was. And I was only 21 and stupid. I know. (laughs) And everyone moves. Young people move. So it was so annoying. And post was like so expensive. Every time I wanted to tell people something you know I could only do it four times a year because that's all I could afford and be like anyway igloo then I I actually first started it in Bathurst which is another town really quite close to Orange but I thought because the uni crowd there that it would be really great but the Orange people were my main market pretty much so I moved it to Orange and it just on that in that third year and business just went gangbusters it was just and it was at the height of some really great brands like Sass and Bide and everyone doing really amazing stuff yeah, that yeah. that just, yeah, business was booming. Um, and then I kind of, when I was going to all the trade fairs, I'd, oh no, I'd bought a house mm-hmm. with my husband and that's when I realised that I loved interiors just as much as I loved fashion. And so at trade fairs, I'd see things and I'd think, oh gosh, I love that rug so much. One day when I open a homeware store I'm going to get that rug and then I think we went to Europe and um, all the concept stores of coffee fashion home flowers a little bakery uh, you know mercy and in Paris and anthropology and liberty I just thought oh that's my dream that's what I want that's totally what I want and then I was there was a really a shop near mine, a clothing store, and I thought, I don't think that's going to last very long. And when that fails, I and that sounds really mean, but I was like, when that fails, I'm going to take over that lease. And it did not very long after. And so I was like, all right, okay, I'm going to open a homeware store. I don't know what's going to go in it yet. And You're visualising. You. I know. What's that, what's that word? Best. You're manif- manifesting yes. it. That shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then... 
I walked, um, I went to the trade fairs, but my loan hadn't come through yet. I think I was borrowing like $75,000 oh or something or other. And I found out I was pregnant. And so I was, it was oh the first day gosh. of the trade fair and I was with mum and I was like, I just don't even know what brand, like what I can even buy. And I was like, Phil, I'd spent the day looking. I was going to hear from the bank that afternoon. I was so morning, so morning sick. I thought if I get the loan, I'll do it. And if I don't, it's just a sign. I'll wait and I'll have the baby and then I'll I'll do it. But then they called and they said, you got them loan. I was like, oh, my gosh, so exciting. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, so that's how the name Jumbled came about as well. So it was just a jumbled mess, really, of all the things <laughs> that I love under one roof. So it started off really, really small. Um, and, yeah, so we've slowly built up over time. Yeah, wow. That's, yeah. A very, that's awesome. It's a really distinct look that you have for Jumbled and I guess that sort of takes us into the present of where you are now. Yeah. How did you decide? I mean, you're saying it's a jumbled mix of all sorts of things, but it is a really distinct look. Yeah. Um, how does that de- evolved over time? I think, um, you know, from right from the start when I started buying for jumbled, it's sort of, you know, you go to the trade fair and it's kind of a limited pool of what you can get and I sort of started picking up artists and things like that. But then after time... I did buy some things that I thought, oh, people will love that. Like there's a French provincial clock that is still haunting my nightmares <laughs> that I had to give away for free because I was like, why did I buy that? Like I thought mm. someone's going to love this. It's the country. Yeah, I don't know. And then, yeah, and then so from that day forward I was like I only buy things that I really love and I think when you have a bigger market, like a big audience with social media and things and online and you're not just a bricks and mortar store that I think surely someone else in the world will love this artwork as much as I do. And I only buy things that I truly love and I only want to sell things that I truly love. Mm. But I think um, when we moved to, so we renovated an old Masonic hall, so it's a massive building that sort of allowed for us to really expand as well and create our own look. I don't think it was like a distinct like we're picking a look. I think it's just what I love. It's just true to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is really cool. strong because it's not your typical country store. It's not your no. typical country like aesthetic. Rustic, yeah. rustic shabby, yeah. chic, Ooh, French no. provincial. Gosh, no. <laughs> no, I can't imagine no. that with you ever. But it's also there's something really cool and Australian about it, I think, which is mm. really beautiful. There's a lot of colour. There's a lot of pattern. Mm. You always have a lot of really Australian brands as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I think yeah, Australian and New Zealand creatives and designers. I think are where it's at, isn't yeah. it? It's fresh and cool and bright and lovely. Was it surprising that people in the country in Orange connected to that look? Well, I guess they would have been like screaming out for it. Yes, a yeah, they... store that has color finally. Well, I guess instead then... of the rustic look, I oh, want some color in my totally. life. Totally. Well, people <laughs> still love white and beige. Yes. Yeah. All those things as well. But I think you know, with the clothing store when I opened Jumbled, um, I didn't have to go through that three years of yes. um, sort of proving myself again. Mm. It was sort of, you already already sort of had a market and an audience there already. I think um, Orange is such a cool place, 
that um, and we get lots of tourists and but it is such a cool place and there's lots of people doing great things so I think it wasn't that bigger um, leap for them no, to come no. on board yeah I probably sound like a big city slicker I know talking you down jerk. to the country <laughs> you jerk you know what just I, up in the big also, smoke <laughs> also at that dinner we were at the other night in Melbourne the person sitting next to me said who is actually a supplier said oh, I try and steer country regional stores away from the more statement pieces. And I was like, oh, why? Why do you say that? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I just think you've got to be more, you know, you're more conservative out there. And I just think regional retail is killing it. Mm. You know, I just think that, I was like, well, I think you should go see your suppliers, you know, go see your stock. I mean, your stockers. Yeah. Go talk to them. Yeah. I was like, retail stores are... There's some retail stores that are really changing their whole communities as a, you and know, thriving. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And so how has social media impacted your business? Like how have you integrated that from your um, postal email, oh, postal, no, postal uh, um, list to now building such a huge Instagram following? Yes. So I had a girl working for me and she said, you've got to get on this thing called Instagram. I was like, oh. No, I've only just got Facebook. What is is that? <laughs> and she's like, literally, you just take pictures of your feet, your coffee, <laughs> your feet, <laughs> flowers. I think I took a photo of my feet tomorrow. You know what I mean, yesterday. Yeah. Um, flowers, and I probably just did that an hour ago at a showing. Um, and you know, you just give people a snapshot into what you're doing every day. And I was like, oh, people don't want to know Who that. Who cares? <laughs> I know. And I remember when it um, when it first, when we first went on it that night, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like all the new followers, like, da, 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 da. started off really small and igloo. My clothing store went crazy to start with and the, clo- and the homewares just bubbled away. And then all of a sudden it just went um, gangbusters. I remember having like a 10,000 follower party with the, my um, staff members and it just kind of, I think, and, and my two different stores are very, um, fashion people and homewares people operate very differently and getting my head around that's been a different thing. Clothing is very secretive and you don't want to tell someone how much you paid for something or that you bought something new or, but homewares people are just so loving and, um, look what I bought, look at this in my new house and everyone's just so sharing and kind and they comment and things like that. They're just very different. People, they operate very differently on different forms. But, yeah, it's just been this slow sort of growth of... um, Yeah, how has it built up? Like have you, do you have like a strategy or is it just you just post what you love and it's just... Grown well, over time. I, I sort of do have a strategy in, in in a way. I wouldn't have at the start um, and now it's probably just more of a hassle. Like, I mean, a habit, I should say, not a hassle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of both actually. It's like a love-hate thing really yeah. with yeah, social totally. media. Yeah. Well, it's but, another full job oh, on top of everything. Yeah, I could do it full time. I could do it full time mm. almost. Um, but the – what you put in, you get out. Like it just, um, you know, I post something and I see the sales come through straight away. Oh gosh, It's that's just, cool. it's very powerful. Yeah. I have, yeah. you know, I have direct access to my customers, to my followers, you know, for no money. And mm. I can tell if they're going to like something or not like it. I can, 
you know, I've been able to build a really strong brand and a brand voice and a personality really easily, which I think through other forms of media you can't as much. And I think Insta stories especially and video has like, and it's a, it's created like a form of, we're different from our other competitors as well. You sort of, people feel like we're friends and, you know, you want to support your friends. So it's, it's really interesting. I just think I wouldn't have the business today if it wasn't for social media. Yeah, what wow. I love about your Instagram is that I've noticed as You're well. sometimes on it. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I'm there. No, <laughs> what I love about your Instagram is that I can see the evolution of it. So a few years ago even, you weren't as present on it. You'd yeah. only put a hint of yourself in there. My feet. Your feet. <laughs> your feet were on there. My shoefies. <laughs> but then as you've sort of gotten more comfortable putting yourself in front of the camera, it's sort of been really nice to see that grow. And what I love is that this isn't the Pip show. This isn't Pip at Jumbled. It's you and your staff. And, you know, I've only been into the store a few times, but I feel like I know everyone that works there because yeah. they're always on there. And the way you display product is really interesting. So instead of just putting a piece of artwork with the white background, you'll get someone holding it. So there's just that little hint of human interaction. Yeah. It's really smart. When I talk to small businesses regionally about how to improve their Instagrams or things like that, the benchmark is jumbled because wow. you really know how to engage the audience and show product in an interesting way. And I think it's just really phenomenal and like exciting to watch you grow from strength to strength to the point where you just won, I'm going to get this right, the Global Honoree Award at the Global Innovation Awards held in Chicago. I know. What? Yeah, crazy. How did that happen? I don't know. Still still in shock. It was was an amazing experience. So Australia sent us over to represent. So, yeah, you actually went over to Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is cool. (laughs) And um, it was just a really um, inspiring experience. I think with everyone that won in in the um, had another element to their store. I think in retail now, um, you know, lots of people have been talking about how retail's dead and it's doing really badly, but I think boring retail's dead. I think the people that are um, surviving and thriving are doing really different things. Like everyone that won had a cafe in their store or a meeting place, um, you know, there workshops going on and events and things like that. Like you just have to be so much more than just bricks and mortar. You have mm. to be online, you have to be all those things. So it was really amazing to see what other countries were doing and meeting people but also just getting confidence really. Probably yeah. from that has been amazing for me personally just to of think, course. okay, we're doing, you know, we're not just a regional store and we can playing with the big guys, which is really nice. Globally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Global. Yeah. yeah. But back about Instagram and things like that about, that you're seeing me on there a bit more, that would only be because, you know, I thought, oh, I just got to try and be a bit more confident. Maybe I'll talk. Mm. I remember I spoke over one, like flicking through a Kip and Co catalogue and it did really well. And people were like, that was so great that you did that. So I think each time it's been a step of me thinking, oh, I hate my voice. And then thinking, no, oh, who cares? It doesn't really matter. No. I'm like, 
oh, I hate my face. And then I'm like, oh, who cares? It doesn't really matter. And it just, it's more, you see what works and you think, oh, that worked. Well, you also get the feedback if it doesn't work. Totally. Totally. People, I think... They love that they get to know a bit more about you. Yeah, as, you yeah. Know, as, as the store owner as well, and just like what you're loving. And, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I know we all know what we love. Also, yeah. to watch on Instagram and yeah. stories and stuff. Like I love when I can hear people talking and they're showing me a behind the scenes. You think that's so interesting. I didn't know that that's how they did that or whatever. I think that's been. Oh, anytime you can post just dancing around in a bed sheet. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I know the dumb stuff, but you know. But I think all... that's why, you know, you're saying every store that won the, in those awards has a cafe in it or something else. I really think your online presence is a like a really huge factor. You have a cafe in your store. You do workshops and things like that, but what makes your store so different is because people can't go to it as easily. It's not in Sydney. It's yeah. not in Melbourne. Yeah. You it's have a, it's to a travel. It's a destination. Yeah. yeah. And it's you and your team that make people want to travel there, not necessarily. Like, it's the product, but it's not necessarily because they want to go to a store with a cafe. Totally. They want to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think as well with all of that, I think virtual shopping and virtual styling mm. and stuff for us is really important for the future and people, um, you know, I think with Jumbled, oh, and with Igloo, my clothing store, our whole thing is like above and beyond. So with customer service and things like that. So I think everyone knowing our personalities, when, even when people ring you on the phone or an email, hopefully that comes through and people, yeah, people think that they know us. Yeah. I know. And, and, you know, we get to know our customers as well. It's lovely. We've talked about a lot of the successes of jumbled in igloo yeah. was there any point where it all you wanted to throw in the towel and you just were ready and you were done or any particular challenges oh there's really... always challenges with yeah. any business but um I you know there's been no point where I've never not wanted to have the shops because I just absolutely love what I do and mm. and it's so nice that we've been able to sort of create this life for us where we can, you know, for work do exactly what we want to do and I get to travel and I get to buy beautiful things. I just, it's every, all my um, creative boxes are ticked and so there's been no point. But, yeah, I do get very stressed and very, um, you know, managing staff and, you um, that's a, that's, a, that's a huge challenge in yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, it? and it's yeah. and it's not something that you know. I've had lots of good managers and lots of bad managers, and I'd always like to be a really good manager, but of people. But you know, it's a constant learning thing. With different people, have different um, challenges, and but I've liked the best staff, the mm. best staff, um, and some have been with me for ten years, and um. I think a couple of years ago I got really sick and um, I thought, oh, my gosh, I was in an MRI and I thought, oh, gosh, 
So if I have what they think I've got, I'm going to take my kids and we'll just go traveling. If I don't have it, I'm going to buy that hotel up on the hill and renovate that as well as have the shop and do this thing and all this stuff. Anyway, didn't have it. I said to my husband, Speedy, okay, we're going to go buy that hotel now. And he was like, yes, yeah, okay, righto. And then two days later, he's like, I think we're going about this all wrong. I think maybe we need to travel more. We've got to slow down more. And now Speedy works in the business with me and um, it's just made life so much easier. Um, Everything's just better and easier with our family. But, yeah, I guess there's been no point where I've ever wanted to stop. I only kind of want more. I think. <laughs> but I need to, yeah, b- balance things probably a little better. We all yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of, you know, doing other things, you also do trips to Morocco? Yes, yeah. That's cool. How did that come about? Yeah, I've taken Jono on oh one. Oh, my gosh. I know. I've seen all the photos. I'm so jealous. I still post the photos. Like, I'm, I'm that person that's always, like, throwback to my holiday. And it's like, that was a year ago. <laughs> You've got to stop. I know. It was so amazing. Funny. So why Morocco? Husband on this why? Last <laughs> why, um, why Morocco? Why specifically? So yeah. with Julia Green from yes. Greenhouse Interiors mm-hmm. in Melbourne, she, her and I, she was up in Orange for a, um, a workshop, a styling workshop. And we'd had some drinks the night before and we we're talking about that we should take tours somewhere. And I was like, oh, where would we go? This is the champagne talking. And she's <laughs> like, why don't we go to Morocco? I was like, oh, my God, amazing. Anyway, a few champagnes later, we had the workshop the next day and Julia mentioned it um, in the workshop. Yeah, wow. And we had like, <laughs> like 30 people saying, oh, my God, sign me up right now. Like Julia's personality is so engaging that anyway, we, anyway, we set up the tour and it sold out straight away. That's and so now insane. we've just sold our fifth tour and Your that's fifth? sold out oh in a day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But that is cool. Yeah, Julie's the best travel buddy ever. Yeah, never get sick of her. Still just laugh. And it's quite – it's quite can be quite stressful managing 13 other people and stuff, but it's just the funniest, most beautiful holiday and it's such a magical place and yeah, just wow. don't get tired of it. I love it. But also yeah. meeting every, and making new friends and hearing everyone's stories. Everyone's got a story and it's just um, – We had a beautiful group oh. of ladies. It was myself and 13 ladies. The ladies. <laughs> and the ladies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Insta-husband. Um, yeah. I was the Insta-husband yeah. for them all. But it was really – it was it was an amazing trip. Yeah, people but, should go. It's just the accommodation, the food. We say everything is good in Morocco and it, and it really is. Everything is great is. in Morocco. Oh, I know. I think what was really special about the trip was because of you and Julia, you were so hands-on with everyone. So you take them shopping and you don't go, oh, we'll just leave you here for an hour and we're going to go get a drink. You were right there with everyone every minute listening to their stories of I'm renovating my house next year. And I've got a green couch. What cushion should I get? Or, you know, I've just bought 10 pots. What should I put with them? And every step of the way, you're there guiding them with your knowledge between the two of you. And it was really special because you could see that this isn't a holiday necessarily for you. You're there to help people and give them an experience. And you're so hands-on every step of the way. It was really generous of your time, not only to take these people there, but to really, you know, guide them and teach them about design while you're yeah, there. Yeah, I get as much of a kick out of someone buying something as myself buying something <laughs> as well. I think, um, yeah, it's and we take people to such cool shops and places and helping people find those great things are, are 
that's really special, especially when you see them back in their homes. But yeah, just meeting the people and it's different every time. There's some places that one group loves and the next place they're a bit like, eh, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't pick it. But can't wait to get back there in yeah, October. It, when, yeah, I was going to say, when's the next one? October. Yeah, October and then another one booked for June. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And then Amazing. October next year, I'll see you yes. there. Yeah, no, For totally. my sister's wedding. <laughs> ah, yes. cool. Yeah. I'm going to be a, his date. I'm going to make sure I'm there. Awesome. No, I think I made a plus two for Julia. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. So what brands are you vibing at the moment? What are your favourite brands? I think I love Sage and Claire at the moment. I love their new shoot that they did at Ray's, Water mm. Goes. Oh, I yes, think I it's, saw that. It's, it was beautiful. Yeah, it's such yeah. a cool shoot. Um, I love Sage and Claire. I love Laurence from Morocco. Mm. I just um, – and her wedding was insane. Um they're probably my two top picks at the moment, but everyone's doing pretty cool stuff at the moment. Mm. And, the, and I love original art, so if anyone can flick art my way, that's what that's what I love. Yeah, where do you find your brands and artists that you engage with? Yes, yeah, so it's it's the same again of um, just finding things that I love. I might find it on. Instagram or I might find they might email me or I might find them at a trade fair or um but all, oh we also did a search for an art superstar earlier on in the year That's where we fun. got yes yeah, so had to be artists who weren't represented anywhere else and we we got over a hundred entries wow, and it was so it was cool. amazing so um and we picked Jackie Anderson from Newcastle and she's amazing and um, so we're spending the year mentoring her and helping her. That's beautiful. Setting up a website and her Instagram. And um, she's just like the loveliest person. From the second we st- all started speaking to her, she's so beautiful. We're all crying. She's just like Aww. a really lo- – it was just a really great experience. Just really experience. connected with her. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of brands and stuff, I really don't want to deal with anyone that's not nice. Yes. So anyone that's yeah. not nice doesn't come on board. But – We've all blacklisted. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but we've also, I guess, in the homewares industry and with retail at the moment and the climate of retail, um, it can be tricky. And even at the trade fair a couple of months, a month or so ago, um, you know, we are buying from a really small pool of suppliers in Australia. And mm. so I think it's really important to try and think outside the square and try and find new and upcoming people, you know, small makers, overseas people, but to also collaborate with brands and create our own products or create our own products full stop just to set us apart. And the same, I think, with original art is a really good way of setting us apart from our competitors as well because, you know, there's so many homeware stores and they all look exactly the same and so why would someone shop with you as opposed to someone that's like a bit closer to them? And you're you're such a destination store, you don't want to lure everyone in and then they get there and they could have gotten it yeah, down the yeah, road. Yeah, it's just sort of yeah. the same the same offering. So I think we've just had to sort of um, try and think outside the box with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So you just mentioned collaborations. Yeah. yeah. Have you done any collaborations yeah, recently? Yes, so we just did a really cool, I think it's really cool anyway, um, <laughs> with Society of Wanderers we did this beautiful leopard print. It's like 
they had a leopard print that was the best-selling print for us just off the charts and has been for a couple of years. Wow. But we approached Briny just to change it up with like a dusty pink, a turmeric and a khaki with charcoal nice. on like a neutral base and we've done bedding with it. And it's it hasn't dropped in store yet, but I think it does hit in a week or so. And it's hot. And oh, we wow. did a cool. T-shirt collaboration with Confetti Rebels. Cool. And it's really cool. And we did a nudie Rudy bath mat with ah, cool. Sage and yeah. Claire. Yeah, and I so that. when yeah. I see an order pop up and it's like those three items in there, I think that's just the coolest. Um, I think, yeah, collaborations are fun. I think they're yeah. really fun. They're definitely something we want to um, do, do more do of. Do more of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. But it's, you know, it's, you know, we, we often say you don't ask, you don't get. You know, it's amazing when you sort of, how do collaborations come about? We just, just literally get on the phone and say, yeah. hey. Just put it people, out there. Yeah, yeah, people say yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's really cool. So what's in store for the future? So we definitely love to do more collaborations and maybe looking at making things ourselves, like our say, own products of some sort. When's the jumbled range coming I out? I don't know. I just, I just think we've just got to keep evolving, and that can be really tiring, like constantly doing, diff, trying to find different things and do different things. But yeah, I think we'd like to do. If you did your own like range, that. what would you do? Yeah, what's Where, the dream? Oh, yeah, what's gosh, the dream? Gosh, I don't know. It could be anything. There's lots of things we've written down on our list that we'd really like to do. I'd even love to do some clothing elements and things like that as well. But, yeah, furniture and homewares and art and I wish I could paint or something. Um, I see textiles for you guys. Yeah, yeah. It would be such a cool way to put jumbled on other products as well, yeah. like reupholster furniture in jumbled yeah. prints and cool. things. Yeah. And then wear it. And the then you just sit, I know. <laughs> you just sit on your couch. And in, just in camo. In oh, camo. In camo of your print. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and my mum, Kez, who's an artist in the shop, that's been really good because we can do stuff with her as well, with her beautiful patterns and paintings. We did beautiful, and, like a free Christmas wrap that you gave away online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she'd painted up, which is really special. Yeah, and we give away, um, you know, when people sign up to our newsletter, we give away a free downloadable print that we change each quarter. Oh, that's cool. And that's so fun. it was, we've had one from mum, we've had one from Anna Cole and one from Lumiere Art and Co. And I think we're going to do another one from mum next because people are shouting out for that but yeah the future I think um in the pipeline I think we've got a big business event that we that I've wanted to do for a really long time and I think the stars are all aligning and I think it's going to happen I think it's going to be really cool cool so next year next year okay I think it'll be like mind-blowing Oh, I'm think. excited. I yeah. can't wait to. Yeah. That's a good teaser. Yeah, yeah know more about it. Yeah. That's fun. And more travel, hopefully, and stuff. But would you yeah. do, like, any tours, like, anywhere else? Like, you've got Morocco. Would there be another destination that you'd like yeah. to do those tours? Yeah, Julia always says that. Let's go to Mexico and things like that. But such um, so much hard work putting it all together. I was going to say, do you, do you go there beforehand to, and research like how do you Yeah, put those it's just together? been a, a patchwork of doing bits and pieces. Yeah. But now I think in Morocco the good thing about Morocco is the trip that we have at the moment. Everything is so good and yeah. everything's quite close. And um I just think we've 
we fine tuned it so well that I don't think we'll do it to anywhere else at this point. But we're just making sure that before every trip, we go somewhere amazing. So we went to Ibiza before the last trip. Mm. Oh my gosh. And stayed at Los Emirados. And you should look that up because it was like flipping amazing. (laughs) And this next one, we want to go to Menorca beforehand and stay at this really cool hotel that's opening in a week. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'll come for the pre-trip. I've yeah. done Morocco. I want to come for the pre-trip. I know. I'll I come know. for the pre-trip, a couple of rosés, and then oh, you guys can go to Morocco. I can drink rosé after our last Morocco trip. <laughs> it's the best rosé, and it's such good rosé over there. Ooh, the French. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And then on top of all of it, you've got your store, you've got all the things, collaborations, you're about to build a house. Yes, my dream. dream house. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Speedy, my husband's a builder, even though he's our backroom bitch at the moment at the <laughs> shop. Um, That's he, on his business card. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Um, yeah, our dream house, we found like the dream block of land with the most beautiful view in Orange. It's super close oh, to town, but stunning. it's like so over um, a big dam and it's mm. just the sunsets are spectacular. Anyway, building our dream house and that should start hopefully in a month or so. And, yes, yeah, Studio Estetta, Fel- Felicity, who's an architect in Melbourne, she's designed it for us and I've, that's been my dream as well. She helped us um, design the Sonic where we are now. Um, but I can't wait for it to start. I can't wait to l- not be living with my mum. <laughs> Sorry, Kez. Sorry, mum. <laughs> Sorry, Kez. <laughs> but be please keep, another year. keep we painting. <laughs> keep painting, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the vibe of the house? What can you share? It's, um, I guess with our travel and stuff, it's sort of, it always sounds a bit gross when I describe it, I feel. It's like <laughs> a modern Mediterranean sort of house. That and sounds it's, beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's it's really making use of the beautiful view and we just want it like really simple and earthy and mm. just really well thought through. We've tried to think about our boys that are four and seven, how they'll be as teenagers and how we'll be as old people because I really never want to move from there. And um, so we sort of designed it around that. We didn't want a really big house, you know, and going to Morocco, we have those beautiful internal courtyards. And Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love when, like, you know, in the living room or a bedroom looks onto an internal yeah. courtyard. It's just, that is my dream. I love yeah. that. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just can't. The Lodge. Oh, the Berber Lodge. The Berber Lodge. Um, yeah, a little bit. Like I guess all the place we've been over the last couple of years and Puglia and Greece, you know, everything's just simple and it's kind of minimal and it feels really beautiful underfoot and tiles. Like I don't want carpet anywhere, even in the bedrooms. No. Um, but just, yeah. It's 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 the dream the dream house and Speedy can't wait to build it. It's it's his. I don't know if it's the house he probably would have designed, but um, but it's the house he'll, he'll build. Have French provincial if he if he got free range. He'd be like, why'd know. you get rid of that clock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, yeah, yeah. Let's hit our fast five. Who is the dream collaborator for Jumbled? I'd love I'd love to do ceramics mm. or something with Jumbled. 
Yeah. I don't know. Dinner plates. I don't know. I'd love that. But I know mum, she would love nothing more than to have her prints on some gourmet stuff. And then she said she's stopping painting after that. <laughs> and I was like, really? No, well, you couldn't do that because you'd be super busy after that. But that's her dream. And so I'd love to help her get that. Manifest Hopefully. it. I know. Putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, okay, what advice would you give to anyone starting out in a retail e-com business? I think um, I would think what's your point of difference? And people often think with online stores that you're just making money overnight and you can and you are making money overnight once you get happening. But I still think bricks and mortar is still super important and – yeah, being able to differentiate yourself from your competitors, I think, will be great. Just has to be quite different. Yeah. It has to be a really different offering for it just to be online. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and oh, amazing images you need for online. So, what advice would you give to small businesses trying to build their Instagram profile? Because yep. you've kind of done it from scratch. Yeah, I would. Do as much research as you possibly can. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've gone to workshops with the Digital Picnic. I've been to one of Jono's. I think find out as much of how it works, but then to also just go for it and to not get too caught up in the numbers that some businesses won't allow for actually really big following. Um, You know, if you're a hairdresser and things like that, you may not be able to get past 3,000 followers because really you you don't want anyone past that. You want loyal followers that are going to support you. It doesn't have to be the number of followers. But I also think that if you just keep creating good content, people will come to you. They'll follow you. And to also tell your story and behind the scenes and to get people to know who you are, then people are far more likely to support someone that they feel that they know. Um, but cool. yeah, to I'm, just, I'm just writing do notes. It. Yeah. <laughs> but I think often everyone overthinks it too much. Like every, I know I overthink it too sometimes, and that's just so silly because I just you, think you make it look effortless. Oh no, I, you know I find it, it is it is a love hate thing. Yeah. But I do find that. Um, you know, just put it out there and keep doing it and it just is a slow slog like anything and it'll slowly build up over time. But if you can get those basics of how it all works and taking a good photo is mm. um, maybe take some a lesson in photography or something like that. Yeah, good content. Content is king. Yes, so true. What's your dream travel destination, a.k.a. where are we going on holiday next? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Menorca looks and Mallorca looks amazing. Um, and so I think we're booking at the Menorca Experimental, which looks really cool if you look it up on Instagram. Cool. It's like an agriturismo place. Um, anywhere in Europe, really. Greece. Anywhere. Take me anywhere. Book me anywhere. <laughs> I'm coming along. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as a working mum yeah. myself, how do you – manage it with your family like I always like to ask this question because I'm curious because I'm like I feel like I'm on a little hamster wheel going oh I don't even have the family and I'm still trying to figure out that work-life balance like to ask how do you manage it how do you do it 
poorly a lot of the time probably as well. <laughs> I'd be on the hamster wheel too, yeah. but I have a really, really good husband. Speedy's just, now that he's working in the business, we've been able to have that flexibility. When he was an apprentice builder um, before, we didn't have the flexibility. It was very, it was just really, really tricky. I would say life logistics are really tricky. But as the boys are getting older, it's de- it feels a little easier as well. But yeah. I've got really good staff, really good people that I can now. Um, that's a hard thing when you've got your own business that they to, to delegate. Yeah, to other but there yeah. becomes a there's a point where you actually can't afford to um, delegate to anyone. But it's a lovely luxury when you are actually able to give it to someone else that can do it. When I I think getting a bookkeeper was probably one of the most life-changing things ever. And it wasn't my yeah, skill wow. at all. And I was doing it every night and I was hopeless at it. Um, yeah, that was like game-changing. But to get people around you to help you and to ask for help too, there's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the House of Style podcast. Thanks it's been so me. it's been awesome to get to know about you and your journey. It's yeah, it's been really inspiring. Thank you. Thanks for thank having you. me. Thanks so much to Pip for joining us on the House of Style. You can follow Jumbled on Instagram at Jumbled Online. And for more info, click on the link in the description to check out the House of Style journal where you can find our edit of our favorite jumbled pieces. You can find us on Instagram at House of Style Podcast. Tell your friends about us and don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And thanks for stopping by the House of Style.